Hello everybody and welcome to the Billy Moore podcast and today's special guest is Lawrence Kenwright. How are you Lawrence? I'm really good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. So before we begin, let's start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, son of a docker and a coat worker. Um, left school at 15 when I was any qualifications. Ended up shoveling manure for a living for two years. Then realised that there must be a better way to live than this. And uh, I went to work for a company called Ethel Austin. Became a van lad, then ended up progressing to be a buyer, then opened my own stores, then I ended up in development. That's fucking some story from the beginning. I think I'll just <laughs> cut it now, by the way. <laughs> we, we were talking before, I don't really do any research, you know, and um, I think that's, I think that's for me, it's, it makes it more authentic when I, I meet someone and learn a little bit about them, so I can identify. Mm. So we probably grew up, well, we did, I'm not saying probably, we kn- I know we grew up in different kind of, we had different paths. Yeah. You know, you were hard working. I was an hard user. That was about as good as it got for me, you know. Um, I always dreamt. I always dreamt about, you know, having all those nice things and, you know, living, just take, you know, just living, like having a normal life. You know what I mean? So, tell us what's going on. Tell us a little bit about Lawrence Kenwright. Um, well, I sort of fell into being a hotelier mm. and a developer. Um, and I sort of got into the political world because I don't think you can get away from the political world when you're in, in Liverpool. And I ended up buying various sites, grade two star listed normally, so really tough, difficult sites that don't make economic sense. And I tend to turn around into either apartment blocks or into yeah. hotels. Uh, and then I came across Brexit and then we came across uh, this COVID situation that we have now, which has possibly been in my 55 years, the toughest period of my life. And uh, we're not truly out of it yet, but I can see light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas I, I don't think, um, go back a year and a half, I don't think I actually thought I would hold on. Because how do you keep hold of a hundred million pounds with a debt without any money coming in through the front door? And uh, Is that what you were in, hundred million pounds worth of debt? Well, we had we a had hundred million pounds worth of debt, but we had 200 and 40 million pounds of assets, proven yeah. assets, by the way, you know, properly, you know, um, quantified assets. Yeah. But if you can't pay back your loans um, and you have a fund or investors who are aggressive and, and want to get that money back and want to get to the front of the queue and want to cause you as much trouble as you can, yeah. there's nothing you can do. Um, and so I think what I'd done at that time was I just buried my head and uh, I, I think I think it's fair to say that I had a bit of a feud with the council and also with the Echo. Mm. And the Echo ran 85 negative stories on me. Uh, my investors got even more aggressive then. And I stayed quiet. And some days I had three stories against me. And then before you know it, you, you know, you, you, you're suffering with depression. You, you, yeah. you, you, your anxieties, you know, your phone goes, you, your bottle's gone, you don't want to even answer your phone, you know. Do you think you were like targeted by like, t- like individuals and also the papers? Um, I don't think I know. You know. I yeah. know, I know. So th- th- there's no there's no grey area on that fact. Yeah. Um, I um, had a huge following at the time um, on Facebook and not on Instagram, but certainly on Facebook. And I, I used to have, if I'd done a post sometimes, I'd get 17,000 shares. Um, I had a video that had 16 million views <laughs> on Facebook. You know, ridiculous numbers. And I think that scared the powers that be. And uh, even though I was friends with them, um, I don't think politicians are friends. Yeah. And so I was naive 
thinking that you know everything was fine and there was no problem with me sort of moving around in those arenas until you know that day came when um there was a clear fallout between myself and the mayor who's the mayor uh, the, the mayor then was joe anderson he's mm. no longer the mayor anymore and everything that i'd done seemed to be blocked he may deny that i believe i have the facts to prove that um, the moment that he stood down um, and that knee came off my throat, um, now we're back and we're okay. Uh, various silly little things, like we've got six statues that we brought in from China, cost an awful lot of money. Uh, three Everton iconic figures and three Liverpool iconic figures. Mm. And they were due to go out on Victoria Street. When Joe was the leader, we got blocked. We couldn't put it out, even though we had permission to do it beforehand. And once he's now stood down, uh, now it's not a problem. Why do you think he had strong beef with you? Why do you think? Um, what's his What's his problem with you? Well, very very early on, um, Joe Anderson uh, was questioned of the caution under Operation Sheridan. It's, it's all online. Um, Joe wasn't going to stand again. Um, but then two major people within the Labour Party. Uh, one is like a Rasputin figure within the Labour Party, and the other is like um, someone who's caused Liverpool's demise in the eighties. Those two people came forward and supported him, and then from that he got renewed bigger and he decided to run again. But before that, we were talking about me possibly running uh, as a Labour nomination, even though that would have been tough for him anyway. I am not your typical Labour guy, even though I'm a Labour member. But um, I don't think Labour Party would back me. I'm an entrepreneur, so I don't fit into those clothes like they do. Yeah. But I believe <laughs> I'm an entrepreneurial socialist, so I yeah. believe in being entrepreneurial. Whatever money you earn, you put back. So we had a homeless shelter for four and a half years. So as Joe's pushed me down this possible angle of me running as the Labour nomination, which would be a shoe-in to be the mayor, as I'm going down that path, he then jumps back in to the fray and says, I'm, I'm going to run again. I've got support. I'm going to run. I'm going, okay, fine. Then I open, open a homeless shelter. He sees that as a political play. I don't. I've got huge amounts. Do you of think because you've opened a homeless shelter, that he believes that it was sort of like you were pulling on the uh, yeah. the heartstrings of uh, yeah. the yeah. supporters. Yeah. So you had an agenda in a sense in his eyes. Yeah. Um, and I'm naive now. I'm the only reason I've opened the homeless shelter is because it's minus five outside and there's loads of addicts down on the bottom floor of minus three of our car park in the Shankly Hotel. And I've just parked and that's yeah. I've just seen all kinds of paraphernalia on the stairs. So of course. I didn't know whether I could get a lift. There's no lift up to here, is there, to get here? No, there is, yeah. Is there? Yeah, there's three lifts from there. But anyway, so it, I would often go down there and aggressively throw them out. And on this one day, it was minus whatever it was outside, and I decided not to. Within two hours, we opened Kingsway House. So Kingsway House, within three or four days, had 85 homeless people, when the council was saying it was only 15 to 20. Now, they're patting themselves on the back saying it's only 15 to 20, and I'm looking at 85, all with, you know abscesses in the groins, maggots growing out the legs, um, people one leg about to lose the other leg, insatiable desire for drugs. And I'm, I'm bought in. I'm like, I'm not getting told the truth here. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I went to a council meeting one day and they all stood up and gave me sort of a standard ovation because their number had gone from 50, 20 homeless down to 15. And every councillor stood up and clapped themselves. I ate 85 in my shelter. <laughs> And I was feeding 150 a day, and I'd done that for four and a half years. So someone was definitely cooking the books then, weren't he? Uh, well, Liverpool spend 11.7 million a year in homelessness. Yeah. Where's that going? 
well, for the life of me, I can't figure that out. Yeah. But I don't think councils are exceptionally good at making a pound go further. They're exceptionally good at cultivating friendships. And I think we've just seen how that cultivation of friendships has just landed Joe into, certainly in a, into a position of him standing down, which is the best position for the city to be in, yeah. where we are now. Because we need to send to the rest of the world that message of, if Joe is fraudulent or corrupt, if he is, and I'm not saying he is, if he is, we need to send a, a message of whatever happened in the past, happened in the past, we're starting again. But this time we're starting again with who I think is a very good chief exec in Tony Reeves, although I've never met him. But I know that he's the one who's fought against this cabal, yeah. which is partly gangsterized and shouldn't be. And Tony Reeves is now the chief exec and he's running what I think is a very steady ship. Yeah. That needs to scream out to investors who want to invest in the city in order for us to create more jobs. On saying that, there doesn't seem to be a shortage of uh, jobs out there for people to take. Yeah, there's definitely jobs out there on Amazon and everything, isn't there? Warehouses and there's a million untaken jobs at the moment. Yeah. Now, I was on a podcast not long ago saying that I could see Liverpool uh, going through a real traumatic time because we're mostly a, a tourist destination city. We don't really have that office space what Manchester yeah. has. So I always thought that we were going to really struggle, but actually it looks as though yeah. um, that there's more jobs than what we have people for. So, right, let's get back to something, right, because something just triggered something for me, right? So for you to have, like, a change of heart and a change of mind, you actually show, like, that visible evidence of, like, people struggling on the streets, uh, the homelessness, the, 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 the addiction, the abscesses, all that. That obviously had an impact on, on how you show life going forward for yourself by the sounds of it. Is that true? So I'm a Scouser through and through. Talk about me being a Scouser, ears on the back of my neck stand up. I was embarrassed that I'm living in a hotel and I'm believing the narrative of no second night on the street, a load of bollocks. Shit, yeah, I believe that too. 15 to 20 homeless people. Load of bollocks. Do you know how they count who's homeless? When they go around and count, if a homeless person is sitting upright in his sleeping bag, sitting upright, he's not homeless. If he's laying on his back, then he's homeless. By the way, they do the counts midday. Who's going to be on the back at peak hour when they get the begging uh, in that peak hour and they get most money in that yeah. peak hour? So, But haven't you got like drug services that are out there uh, doing like outreach and engaging with them and getting like the stats? So, you're, you're, you're an addict now, but you're an insatiable addict. You're on the street and, you know, you're on a three-hour spin. And every two hours, after two hours, you're fractious and you're ready to go and you've got to find whatever you can. Yeah. Once you understand that, that level of where these people are, then you realise that it isn't their fault at that point. And in order to get them out of the hole that they're in, you need to hold the hand through the process. So you can't just do what they do now, which is come with us. Hiya, Joe, you're back in rehab again. You've been eight times. It's 12 grand a pop, by the way. And we send it under the year. That's 1.2 million we spend a year. And we only have five. Their figures, by the way, five that actually come through successful. Yeah. Okay. So another month four, another month three, another month two. In the end, they're not successful. Why aren't they successful? Because they get put back into uh, the same apartment that the last 
addict went into, which got ostracized by everyone within the area that no one spoke to. He then gets anxious, he then gets depressed, he then looks for escapism and goes back on gear again. Why does he go back on gear again? Because he's not being given a hand up to get a job. Now, when we done Kingsway House, which then went on to Cotton Street, we always gave jobs. So yeah. we would say to the homeless people, like, live here, this is your place. We know you're gonna fall over and scrape your knee, by the way, and we're not gonna scream and shout at you. We know it's gonna happen. But as long as you put space in between it every single time, because no one comes out of drugs like, like a phoenix and just doesn't stumble. Everyone stumbles. Every single person I've ever known has stumbled. But then as they, as they come out, they come out because they have nature around them. So the new family is that structure. Yeah. That structure's around them. Everyone cuddles each other. Everyone's friends. Yes, there's issues and there's fracture situations because there's still an addiction there. But then after a certain period of time, they then get a job, two hours here, three hours there. They fall over, scrape the knee, okay, go back again. Then they go back, now they're going with eight hours and, and, and six hours and then four hours. And then now they've got money. And now they start feeling human again. Now they start feeling like they, that they're contributing. And, and that now they want to start seeing the sun again and they want to meet the mum again. And, and before we knew it, all 19 of Cotton Street, every single one come off drugs. Didn't cost the taxpayer a single penny. I paid for everything. Didn't cost them any money going to rehab. We done it by nature, right the way through, by holding the hand all the way through, never letting go. Mm. When you let go of the hand, or they pass on from one post to another, and that homeless person has to um, recreate that relationship that he had before, they have to understand that when they, they go into other relationships, it then becomes fractious again, it then becomes difficult, it then becomes a bit scary for them. And, and that's where sometimes that need for escapism, and escapism for them is, is drugs yeah 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 the drug of choice um i think once you understand that path which i didn't have a clue by the way I, i've never drank a lager or a wine in my life by the way so i didn't understand drugs i was embarrassed kate and i my wife we wouldn't buy each other christmas presents we were like how can we buy each other christmas presents when people are on the street like this in our city my city my city and i'm accepting it so when we opened Cotton Street and, and, and we were successful there, then the council came to close me down. <laughs> so they came after me with everything they've got. Do you, think, do you think the reason being was because you were taking money out of their purse? No, because we weren't asking well, short, them for any money. Or shortchanging. I know, it wasn't that. It's because if I jump into someone's garden and not invited, and when I say that, I'm talking about um, the charities and some of them, you know, the chief executive getting underground a year. Come on. If you're in that game, why are you not underground a year? Someone or more. Mm. So I'm saying, I'm jumping into that charity's garden and I'm not asking for a penny. And they look at me and they go, oh shit. Ooh, do we want him running around here? Making that, like making that pound go a bit further. <laughs> so they, they clustered against us to push us out. So we, we, we found there were no friendships anyway. And then when the council believed that in some way that it was uh, maybe a, pot a political move, then I not only had the people who lived in that arena coming after us, and then had the politicians coming after us, who then bullied what I think is the council officers, the, the employees of the council, to then come after us. And I've got plenty of evidence of that, by yeah. the way. Plenty. So what I'm hearing right is like uh, the secret and it's good that I, I haven't done any research but mm. there, was, there is like people who say things and you know was the, what, what, was the, what was negative that was said about you that kind of really had you in those feelings of like fucking I can't cope here I'm all depressed no that, 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 that 
Um, I was in fight mode there, so I, I didn't give a shit. No. I, I, I'm, I'm fighting for the illness, and I'm, they're, they're coming along, and they're saying, we're gonna, if anyone dies here, um, we're going to sue you for corporate manslaughter and um, uh, taking pictures of needles in the streets. Well, underneath King's House, that's been a drug haven for years. It's nothing to do with me. Mm. So we wouldn't allow um, the addicts to take drugs in the room. But obviously then they're going to go to the nearest doorway and, and, and inject there. Or two dead or whatever, whatever the, the, the choice is. But how would you... St- how would you uh, so police, we, police, well, like, we, addicts from not use because I don't want to use me. So I'm going to use whether I'm under the bed in the course, cupboard in the loo. But we'd say, we'd say, don't take it in the room. We'd have five security guards, by the way, that was paying for yeah. overnight, and all of them were ex-addicts. So they were, they, 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 they knew. all knew. So you couldn't pull all over their eyes. Not, no, not yeah. a chance. And, okay. and they were really good guys, really good guys. Okay. So th- they wouldn't chase them out, but the guys who were using would know not to. So they would yeah. go downstairs, and we done. We put a portaloo underneath Kingsway House. That's still on my land. That portaloo um, was seen by the chief con. So the chief con come down and seen it, witnessed it. Said, "I've seen it. I understand what you're doing. Yeah, it's not legit because there isn't one in the UK that's legit as a sharp room. But I know what you're doing, and I get it. In that area around Kingsway House, break-ins went down, theft went down, uh, begging went down. Why? Because we're feeding them all." We're looking after them. So, in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, whatever it may be, they would go into the sharp room. They would use and get with the needles properly and use clean needles. We all knew that. The problem is the council then broke into the sharp room, took pictures of the needles in the sharp room and along the street. Not my fault. And then sent it to the Echo the next day. The Echo then done three stories on me for three weeks on their own, saying Ken Wright drugs, don't forget. Never had a lager or a wine in my life. So about you were a drug dealer now? Yeah, so they put Kenry drugs on the front page. Yeah. So someone who, who, who made, earned his money from bringing money into the city, and I'd probably bring, brought in 200 million to the city. There must have been, there must have been a few, like, people, they, they were really jealous to kind of, like, feel that you had an agenda. Like, I don't know nothing about you. No, no. The truth is, right, I like, I like the fact that I come in mm. and, and, and you're, you're a blank canvas to me, you know what I mean, and I'm listening to what you're saying. Sure. Now, and you can, you know, you, you read comments, I've read comments on, I haven't watched podcasts, I don't really watch many, to be fair, but I do read. what you don't, you know. <laughs> I, do, um, I do read the comments, and yeah. there's a few controversial comments, and you, we said this, like, why doesn't he talk about that, why doesn't he say this, and, mm. you know. Um, we'll, we'll quote them, and I've got nothing to add. I think people saying like 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 you're ripping off the city and you know okay, or so you're ripping off the workers and uh, this is this is yeah. this is paraphrasing now what I'm yeah. what I'm reading. So you're talking about probably one comment and in, in probably a hundred that are bad, a hundred good. That's the one that we're shooting into yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so so I'm always going to be a target, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I don't give a shit. I don't care about people's comments. I know what I do is right. I live by my own compass, I don't live by anyone else's. And I certainly don't live by um, uh, comments given by um, some fake account. If it's someone who's real, fine, let's have a conversation. I'll invite them in. So, I'm pretty sure there'll be a few comments on, on this podcast. Yeah, of course there will. Let's, let's hear. And if you, if so, so, so let's go with the negative. There's no negativity with the homeless thing, but yeah. there. there's none there. And, and anyone... No, that goes, sounds sincere yeah, and genuine, and I like, I like what you've just shared because I can identify with a lot of what you've said. Yeah. So the negative you're talking about is when I um, 
when I came to, not so much COVID, but to Brexit, we had 100 million pounds of the debt. A lot of that was mom and pop investors who all have invested in the bricks and mortar of the buildings. I don't have a single asset anywhere in the world. By the way, I've totally invested in it. I've never took any money out. I'm the only developer and never take any money out of this business. My loan to value on my business, even today, is 52% loan to value. In other words, if, if, if the building's worth 10 million, I owe five. The problem is no one can sell any assets now. Why? Because accommodation, hotels, uh, tourism is on the floor. Okay, it was okay last month, but we're going to go into the winter of discontent here. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of tourism going around this winter. So, so hotels, I've got a business model to prove. I've got 96% of my unsecured investors that I went out to now voted for me in favour. I actually work for the chair of the unsecured investors. And he, his name is Thomas Scullion, and he is the chair of all the investors, and I work with him. That's never happened before, by the way. And never have unsecured investors ever been brought in against an administration. Well, not against it as such, but certainly in my favour. Mm. But you're always going to get people that are going to turn that into a negative. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, th yeah. there's definitely... Um, you can't win for losing sometimes. No. I I've learned that. But, you know, whether it be jealousy or, I mean, I don't know who'd want to be jealous of me at this moment in time because I've just gone through the most traumatic, most horrendous time in my life. So, you know, if someone wants to wear my shoes, please go ahead and do it because that's been tough. Um, but I do think there's light at the end of the tunnel now. When we opened up again uh, over the last couple of months, we traded beyond 2019 figures. So when, when there was no COVID, we'd done better figures in Shankly than what we'd done in 2019. So we traded really, really well for our investors. I don't get any money. All my money goes to the investors, well, goes to the administration. My job now is to prove how well uh, we traded, to prove how good I am at what I do, in order for the fund to come in to take out all of those investors, to get them their money back, and then to get the bank's money back that were originally invested in us, which I think we're well on the way of doing. Yeah. The problem is the sector is on its knees. That's not my fault. But all I can do is hold on with me both fingertips work as hard as I possibly can. You've just walked into the Shankly Hotel. You've never been here before. But let me tell you, every, every single leaf that's on that ceiling, I've done myself at three o'clock in the morning every single day, Jordan lockdown, while not getting paid because it's my business and I shouldn't be getting paid for it. And I put 250,000 clips into that ceiling to get all them flowers on the ceiling. I've done it all myself, done it all on my own. So when we opened up again, we traded better because we tap danced to a different tune because tourism wasn't here. So we then had to put events on the roof. So we'd done events with a bed. So then Lee Butler, great guy, comes in, puts an event on the roof. We have a thousand people on the roof now. We've now got a full hotel. No tourists, because there is no tourists midweek here. So you've just got scouts and locals and... Uh, tourists are coming back. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, that model, let's go when we first opened again on the 4th of July. Um, I, I think... I, I don't think we had any tourists here at all. The streets were bare. So we had to put an event on the roof, but we couldn't put a thousand people on the roof, which is our capacity. We only put 300 on the roof. And that first weekend when we opened with 300 on the roof, all socially distanced, all two meters apart, um, all on tables at 10, because tables at 10 at the time. We still had two black Mariahs come outside and police on horseback come to close us down. I'm like, what have we done? Well, thank God we had our own health and safety executive on site, knowing what cards were gonna get played by the council. Yeah. Because the council in charge of licensing, even though the police enforce it, but the council in charge of it, they come to close down. And I was really, really lucky that there's, there's an amazing counter called Christine Banks, who was chair of, of uh, licensing. 
and she came along and went, there's nothing wrong here. Yeah. But without her, we'd have been closed down. Now, if I'd have got closed down that day, then I'd have lost everything. Because then I would, I would be deemed as, or the story would have been spun into, I'm not fit to operate. I broke COVID rules, which I didn't. But it could have been spun that way. Yeah. And that's what they tried to do. So I was very, very fortunate at that time that I got away with that one. But then I was also very fortunate for me, not so much for Joe Anderson. And I've got no, no axe to grind with Joe Anderson, by the way. But when Joe Anderson um, got arrested, um, that then gave me a new lease of life. Yeah. I could then calm down and then I could then just get on with the business that I have to do, keep me head down. I don't get involved in anyone's business. I don't talk about anyone's business. I don't want to get involved in politics. I just want to get on with saving my business and giving back the money to the investors that they initially invested in this business for. Okay, that's fair enough. And then, um, a sheen that Joe Anderson sleeps after you'd been on his on, on on Andy's podcast. No, he went on first. Did he go on first? Yeah, he went, he, he went on first. And see, that's I, how much I know. I don't really. Yeah, no, he, no he, he he went on first. Um, said we had to say. Um, I think he called me after a couple of things. Um, and then Andy asked me to go on. I'd never been on on his podcast before, and I went on and I spoke as honestly and as truthfully as I can be. And as I say, I wish him. I don't think any any true scouser would not want anyone to go to jail. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're brought up that way. I don't. I, I don't. think it's a lot of people that like him to go to jail by the chance of it. You see, does it? The shutting on council road calls here in Walton. I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose as you say, it says yeah, Anderson jail, Anderson. I, I'm still sticking to to my view. I, I I don't want anyone to go to jail. I, I don't. Um, do I think he's going to go to jail? Um, he won't go to jail for gifting out assets to his friends because that has gone through council process. And as much as the police may think it's morally corrupt because assets that are worth millions should never go for a pound. They can't do anything about it because it's gone through council process. I don't think that will be Joe's demise. I think Joe's demise will come from a totally different angle which will shock a lot of people. And I don't think that's going to come out until about February next year. But it's nothing to do with me. No, so you've got some, by chance, you got some kind of inside knowledge of what's going on. Well, well, no one truly knows which way the police are going to turn. Um, but I think I'm. So what it seems, I, I don't even like follow the news that much, and, and you should. I should, yeah, but it kind of like it's quite toxic, and it? it's depression as well. But what I do know, right, is that you know there was there was something Joe allegedly got arrested for. Some kind of backhanders, bad chance of things. No, it wasn't that. See, this yeah. is, yeah. No, it wasn't that. So, Joe, look, it, it doesn't matter why Joe got arrested. Joe got arrested um, on. It's all though, doesn't it? Come on. No, okay. But so, so here's my view, okay? And it is only my view. I think Joe got arrested on a bullshit charge. A bullshit charge? Yeah. I think they wanted to get into his emails and his phones, and they wanted to dig deep. I think there were an awful lot of other people that had got arrested. Some on bullshit, some not. In total, there were 18. You wouldn't know that, would you? No. No. It was only saying there was four, I think. In yeah, the in total, there was 18. It was in total, there was 18. Okay. So, so what I'm letting, look, what I'm getting yeah. here, right, is like they've, they've arrested them on a bullshit charge because they know they're shutting a little bit deeper down that rabbit hole of his emails and there's things that he's, 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 he's doing that obviously he shouldn't be doing and they've kind of like okay. took a little bit deeper. By the chance of it, this is what I'm... This is what I'm picking up. Let me start again. I feel like bears, you're now. Let, <laughs> let me start again. So, Joe is the mayor. 
Joe is an extremely important man, yeah. longest serving leader. Um, I think there might be one in Nottingham, might be a bit longer, but he certainly, 13 years. He controlled Liverpool's corridors of power, so much so that he created his own corridors of power yeah. outside of the normality. So those corridors of power would be linked to uh, unsavoury guys that should really never walk down them, them, them corridors. Okay. Joe Anderson, in my view, was getting bullied by those people. Some quite serious people, by the way. And I don't think he had a backbone for them. Mm. And he curtailed. And by curtailing, he would gift out. But he wouldn't gift it out. He would sort the deal out verbally and yeah. then pass it on to councillors and council officers to sign off. Which means Joe didn't sign it off. But it, did he do it through his cabal? Did he do it through his friendships? Of course he did. I know for a fact he did. But did he do anything illegal? No. Is it morally corrupt? Of course it is. Will he go to jail for that? No. There's a, a trap door that's waiting. And people in the know know about it. But no one wants to talk about it. And the Echo certainly won't talk about it. And that trap door is waiting on a court case. And when, what happens in that court case, and no one knows what's going on in that court case, I think heads will roll from that court case. Now, I don't want to talk about that court case, and I don't want to mention what that is. Well, that's fair enough. That's, uh, that's fair But in a world that I don't want to get involved with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, But in a world that I don't know nothing about. <laughs> you know, and it's, I kind of feel better in that, in that arena, where it's just like... And, and, and look, if I'm saying, I don't want Joe to go to jail. I just don't want Joe to be with the mayor again. I'm did happy you, Did then. you have an idea? Did you, did you want to run for mayor? It was that something that you wanted to do? See, I, you know, I, you're making out that you didn't know it. You, you're full of shit. Listen, no, Lawrence, I hear little things, right? I hear I don't, little things. I don't watch podcasts. I don't look. I don't know nothing about you. You're a plain canvas to me. But what, did, what, what did I tell you before? I hear little things from certain people. Oh, you're full of shit. No, you're full I'm of shit. Not, I'm, I'm not, I've got no idea. I don't even know how old you are. Uh, yeah, you know, 54, <laughs> you said. Was it 54? 55. You told me that before, yeah. Yeah, yeah so come on. So tell us a little about... So... Um, it's uh, So I, I would one day like to help uh, the city. I don't, I don't think the mayor's ever going to be there, by the way. I think that's going to go. So there's no chance of me ever being the mayor. There's no chance of me ever being leader. Mm. Um, but would I like to get involved? Why would I like to get involved? Because I don't think politicians have the sharpened skill set to make that pound go further. I don't think they understand. I don't think they care. They don't see it as theirs. I get up every day and I want to stretch that pound. I want to make sure that I can get more from that pound than anyone else. I do it every day. They don't. They've never done it. They get pats on the back because they've handed out leaflets for the last 30 years. And because I'm your mate, I'm going to give you that council position. So I'm going to make sure that you're the nomination. Mm. Even though you haven't got a clue about housing, even though you haven't got a clue about homelessness, even though you haven't... So I'm not saying all of them don't have a clue, but a lot of them don't, and they're there because of their yes vote for what the top politician you know would want. It's, it's fucking shame, that's to be fair, mate. It's uh, but that's life, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it, it's fucking life. As the politic, the political system from from whether it be government or whether it be local, is shit. It doesn't work because the people who have knowledge, who have that sharpened skill set, aren't in the position to make the most of that sharpened skill set. 
the people who run those positions have no knowledge. I know. I've worked with them. They're, they're, they, they don't know what they're talking about. They haven't got a clue. Why would they have a clue? They haven't done it for 20 years. So what was you bringing to Liverpool? Uh, what do you think? What do you think? We're talking about a hypothetical thing. That yeah, look, right, it's hypothetical. If it right. did, if okay. it did, so so you know, you never know. Okay. You never know, right? Okay. So, what do you think the solution is for Liverpool? Because I fucking know what it is. I've got an idea of what of what it what it, what it is. Go on, and you go first then. Okay, so there's not enough community centres, right? There's sure. not for the, these kids that are out there, yeah. right? Standing on stage because you know what it was like back then in the day, sure. mate. We were fucking. Sure. There was adventure playgrounds. We yeah. were, you know, we were happy little kids. Yeah. We had somewhere to go. Yeah. Uh, parks. Yeah. Fucking these kids are setting fires and all day long. The council sure. is shutting them all down. I took yeah. my little boy to a park yeah. through the week. Yeah. Right. The next, the very next day, mm. it was locked off because someone had set fires to it. Sure. Right. And he was upset. Right. Mm. This is this. These are things that I'm not getting addressed by the council. You know, okay. uh, I'm not getting addressed. Especially like the interventions for young kids. I agree. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of lack of intervention. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of knife crime, gang culture, mm. county lines, mm. image orientation. You've seen it, Montclair's, sure. North Face, yeah. Valentino's, everyone's got a, a, the temptation mm-hmm. to, to, to fit in. Yep, the uniform, yeah. It's yep. fucking massive yep. out there. Um, so that's my... my, my, my so, so you're going, so you're, you're, you're using the pyramid. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... The, the, all right, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah. let's talk okay. about okay. that. Well, l- 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 let's go on to how I, I perceive it. So, top of the pyramid, the 1%, the political and the business elite, and then the most vulnerable at the bottom, who sort of... The cannon fodder. Yeah. Yeah. Let's turn it upside down. Okay, so now the most important people are the most vulnerable. Society can only be um, sort of viewed on how well it looks after it's most vulnerable, in my view. So, the ones who are at the top, they don't matter. Don't care about them. So, for me... I proved myself at creating brand about pushing out narrative and from that narrative, bringing in millions of pounds worth of investment. Then millions of pounds worth of investment create jobs. The more jobs you create, the higher the wage rise. That's a fact, by the way. So the more we create, it means our souls like me who've got businesses have to pay more in order to get the best people. So you create more jobs, you create higher wage standards and, and higher, higher standards of living. I absolutely agree with you. Let's go on the 30 wards now. Let's just mm. say Allerton and, and uh, Walton. Let's forget them. Yeah. Let's go do the 20. Gattaca. Yeah. All right, go 27. Crosby. 20. <laughs> no, it's Crosby, Sefton, isn't it? Is it Sefton? Sefton, Anyway, yeah. look, let's say there's 25 wards. Okay. Um, and let's say now Joe Anderson is now the mayor. Okay. So a developer comes to Joe Anderson and says to Joe, hi, Joe, yeah, a piece of land, a cracking piece of land, um, but you own it. Can I have that? So Joe goes, okay, no problem. What we'll do is come back to us, do a plan for it, and we'll okay it. What we should do at that point is we should say, Joe, sorry, developer, no problem. Bring us your ideas. We'll get you the planning. We'll get you the plan before we even give it over to you. And then once we've got the planning, then we're going to get evaluation. We'll get it done by three values. And we'll go with the middle value, we'll go with the mean one. And then we're going to give it to you at 75% of value. That sounds fair, doesn't it? Mm. You, you, you know, you just give the developer a, a crack in ten, you just knock 25% off the bill. We don't do that. Do you know what we do? We go, what do you want to do with it? Oh, you want 200 apartments on it? No problem. Tell you what, here's the asset, and we'll, we'll write it off because you're at risk. 
And then we, to write it off, we, we've got to know what you're going to do with it. So we're going to put the, um, the plan of mission towards it. So let's just say we're putting 200 apartments on it. Each apartment's worth 20 grand a plot. That's 4 million quid. Do you know we get none of that 4 million quid? It was our land and our plan of mission. We don't get none. So, but imagine we got the 4 million quid and divide that in now to the 25 areas that need it. So exactly what you're talking about now, those kids that are wearing the uniforms on the street corners, who've now got a UT to go to, who are now getting taken over to London or to getting taken places because yeah. the 25 into 4 million quid and you do that twice a year, it's 8 million quid. So all of a sudden you got like, say, I don't know, 30 grand award every week. You've got a fight for funding these days, haven't you? It's but imagine if we had our own. Exactly, yeah. So the council owns 15,000 sites and an immeasurable amount of land that can have plots on it. And yet we gift it and have gifted. And, and the Max Cole report, you see, don't watch the news, the Max Cole report is intrinsic to this city. It was what was read out in the House of Parliament on how the council have betrayed the people. Now that didn't come from the Conservatives, that come from the Labour Party as well. Keir Starmer was head of CPS. So he knew about it before the Conservatives knew about it. So it wasn't a political drive to get rid of Joe. It was the two sides together to get rid of Joe. Why? Because it was banged to rights. So when they'd done Max Cole report, they called him out in the report and it was in the House of Parliament. So that makes Joe in an untenable position and that's why he had to stand down. I don't want Joe to go to jail, but I actually believe there's a good chance he will. Well, if he chose, there's a reason for it, isn't he? But, but in answer to what you're saying, if someone could come along who understood Liverpool being, in my view, and, and lots of people argue with me on this, the second best brand in the UK, next to London, that's my view. Loads will argue with me on it, that's my view. We don't have a leader, or I've ever had a leader, that understands how to make the most of that brand. We need a leader that understands how to push out that narrative, hmm. and then from that narrative, get the excitement with all the funds around the world. Then the funds come in and they invest. That can only be a good thing, can it? Any, any, anyone investing in a city can only be a good I thing. I think that's the easiest thing in the world to do, by yeah. the way. I don't think that's hard. But if you've got politicians that have never walked in them shoes and don't understand that criteria and don't understand how that works, they yeah, no and that, that's it. see, this is where like you need people who've been like you know who've, who've had that lived experience. You can show people the way. No, look, look, look. I, I know this probably doesn't mean make a, a blind bit of difference to most people who watch this, uh, and it will to some. But have you seen the state of County Road at the moment? But right. I what was the, brought up on County Road. What the fuck? Is happening there, right? It's like they've ran out of fucking road, left there, and just took all. You know, they, they started doing road works on it, and like all of a sudden, bang, you just hitting bumps. So, so County Road, um, you got John May, haven't you? John May's great, you know, he's really good. He's from, from that area, and well, he, he said, How are we? How are we? <laughs> uh, and then you've got Terry May, Terry May's his brother. Yeah, Terry May has um, done amazing things in that area, but the councillors. Labour councillors, by the way, in that area, go against them all the time. Why? Because they're frightened of them. We need to start dropping whether it's red or blue or pink or red. It doesn't matter. We're scousers. So we should all join together. And, and look, if, if Liverpool could bring in the best leader, in my view, that's someone like Sir Teddy Leahy, who is from Belvale, who ran Tesco, who took Tesco from 4 billion to 35 billion, the best businessman the UK's ever had, and he's a scouser. 
like a football team, we should bring in the best leader we possibly can because the rest of the world will go, like a football club goes when you bring in a big manager, the rest of the world goes, Jesus Christ, they mean business. But we don't. We just brought in Joanne Anderson. And look, I'm, I think Joanne Anderson's a lovely person, by the way. Who? Joanne Anderson? Joanne Anderson's new mayor. It's a bit of an odd fucking... It is a bit. Is but that deregulated? No, not at all. Um, and, and politically, they're totally uh, apart. Um, but she's not of that level, in my view, and I've got nothing against her. Liverpool should go for a person that doesn't let money turn his head. Yeah. Ted Lee, he's that guy. Look, he's a fantastic You're shelling his fella, like, aren't you? No, he's not, he's not coming. Look, there's no way. He's, he's, he's probably a billionaire now. He's, I don't know what he's worth. He's a, but he's he a, still in Liverpool? He, 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 probably in Gattaca. No, he probably lives in London now, but uh, he comes to Liverpool a lot and he's an Everton fan. Well, he's uh, all and he goes to the game. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is we should go for the best of and not vote in a badge. And we vote in a badge blindly without knowing who that person is. And it's the badge that comes first, not the person. It should be the person. Oh, and if yeah, we yeah. vote in the person who's got a skill set, then we've got a chance of making sure that Liverpool reaches the echelon that it should get to. Well, see, look, you're halfway there with what you've said about before, right? And, and, I'm, and I'm totally on board with all that. Like the addition, the homelessness. Mm. Yeah, and I know there's people out there going, and most people out there aren't homeless because they're not. There's, no, no. There's, there's, there's a good few people that just sit out there and just beg. Of course. You know, and there's aggressive beggars. And I, I, I'm not saying I'd be just, just. No, I agree. I, I know. I agree. Quite a lot of them. You yeah. know, and, and it is what it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a means to an end. Mm. You know, you know, we live to use and use to live. That's it. Yeah. Let's yeah. get drugs. You said it before. Yeah. You know, you're driven. You're motivated. Yeah, yeah. No matter what you'll use. Sure. And. All that, the opportunity, the job opportunities. If I said to someone out there today, there's a job for you, he's not going to go all of a sudden, right, I'm going to change my life now. Right, he's got to go, like you said before, through yeah. that process. Yeah. Right, someone's got to be there. You said yeah. that earlier on, and I like what you said support. before the podcast started. You said, you know what, Bill? I think it's about um, showing someone that we care, mm. that empathy, yeah. you know, showing that a little bit of care. And that's important, it really is. Mm. And that's important, not only for, for the people who, who are sleeping on the streets, but for the person who's just fucking working his ass off every day in the shop or or, or whatever, sure. uh, getting off his ass and fucking uh, and grafting, um, and also it's like we live in a different generation, and, I, and it, it it really pains me, right? It, it shows. I, I I obviously chose. I'm a lot older than you, you know. You're not a lot. You're not a lot older. You you, you know, and, and I'm not. And you said I was full of shit before. I'm not. I'm not Lawrence. I'm just. I just. I was in the gym. I'll be honest with you. You're bigger than me, so I can't say too often. I was in. The, I was in the gym before, and, me, and I said to me, me mates, I'm going to speak to, to, to Lawrence Ken. Right? Yeah. He said, he's telling this and telling that, and he yeah. started getting real and yeah. off a list. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the information that I yeah. get. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not like I haven't no. got. I haven't got questions in my bag written no. down. I'm going to say no. this. I'm going to, I don't want to fucking come on and start like. Villainize and guests. It's not about what. No. It's, it's not what I'm about. No. You know, there's enough people out there to fucking villainize, fucking us or them or whoever. And, and, I'm, and I'm not villainizing anyone either. Exactly. I'm just stating what I think is. The I, truth. I, I think yeah. Well, and what's I'm, best for the city? Yeah, and that's and, and I believe like you know you're right in that area about what's best for the city. I'm I'm all with you on that because like I it, it's just like I said before it fucking angers me and it pains me to see. You know, these young kids who are smoking this cheese and stars dog and, 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 and the reds are fucking melted with it and then they're on a the spice and there's all kinds. See, back in, back in the day for me, it was heroin. Now, heroin, like, if you said to smack. these kids... Yeah, smack. Smack. So if you said to these kids today, you know, about smack, they wouldn't fucking really... It's not, it's not in there. It's not for them. It's, it's, it's more to do with spice and, and it's more to do with the green and, and all that. The, but, but you go back, okay, I'm seven years older than you, but when, when I was a kid, weirdly enough, 
from the age of 12, I played ping pong, I played table tennis, five nights a week. And so I, I never ended up on the streets. I'm from Walton, you know, Dane Street where the Spellow Pub is. That's where I'm from, Campy Road. Um, went to Walsall, went to Gladys Street. Five of my mates died of smack. Yeah. Five. Now, Coke saved us. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. <laughs> because you don't die of Coke. Coke lasts for 30 years, 40 years, whatever, you don't die of it. Smack, smack, they died. They died, I watched them. They died yeah. quick. They fell apart, teeth were falling out before you knew it. I'm listening, I'm not saying for a minute I like coke. I fucking hate cocaine. Yeah. I hate having the body. I hate it. I, I but, disagree. Right, right. I disagree on what, you like cocaine? No, 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 no. <laughs> I disagree on the fact that it's um, like schmack, it'll wipe them up pretty quick. What's killing people, right, who are using drugs? Is no, I'm talking about then. Yeah. Back then, I'm talking about. It's the lifestyle that goes yeah. with it, right? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So. But, so back then, smack was. Schmack. Yeah. And it. Killed people off. You couldn't fucking piss. Then cocaine come in as this this like nighttime drug, that was never as potent as smack. It didn't take the teeth out. That, that the was classed as a as, as a rich man's drug. Of though. course, it was. so you, you had to have a few quid behind you didn't you to be fucking. But very soon it wasn't, was it? It, it was, was crack. Drug. Yeah. Was... No, no. What I'm saying is the, the the cocaine become every man's drug very quickly, and all I'm saying is that then pushed smack. It didn't get rid of it altogether, but it pushed it away. Now, yeah. smack, if we never had cocaine, smack would have been even more prevalent. And, and, and my, my growing up, you know, when I was eight to 18 years of age, when I was, I was seeing my mates, like, just deteriorate before me, I'm thinking, I'm just happy playing ping pong here. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in this shit. Yeah. Uh, and then they're dying. They're like, well, cokeheads don't die. So I, th- I, th- I think probably what kept me alive was fucking getting arrested and going to jail 90% of the course. time. Of course. Because, like, now, and I'm going to say it out. I see it. And it gives you rest of your mind yeah. as well. So it's like what you're doing with these 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 kids who are homeless, right? Who yeah. are using right on the stage yeah. and all that and, yeah. and Kingsway. Yeah. You give them some respite, you give them yeah. like a little bit of a like little bit of a like a well being rest. Yeah. Because that's what people need. It's yeah. a break from yeah. it. But it's also you need to break free from it. So that's yeah, so to to, to so do you know that, these 19, you've got to so, so you know these nineteen people you're telling me yeah. right before that yeah. now are clean. Are they clean like 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 abstinence, or did he just like they've just picked up one drug and suck and, and chose another? Because no. that's what some people do. No, 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 no. Uh, are they in recovery? Are they um... so? Be- when when COVID came, the council came along, and um, they didn't they didn't actually take over the the shelter. But I couldn't afford to pay. I had no yeah, money. Yeah. So um, so long as my name wasn't involved, and so long it was no part, no longer part of the charity. Um, then they would take it over. So it got took over. So um, there's only five people in that um, shelter now, yeah. which is no longer in Cotton Street anymore anyway. So I've lost touch with that. But there are 30 people uh, four times a week that, that feed the homeless from the Shankly every week and stole all their stuff here every week. There are two people here that are, that are on rehab that I look after here now. Um, I've never give up with looking after people because I think that four years of being involved with yeah. homeless shelters and addiction it taught me an awful lot because it was like a baptism of fire I went from like totally oblivious never drinking no like no view of it whatsoever like this shit doesn't happen yeah. to oh my god this is horrendous that guy's got maggots growing out of his mm. groin I can smell decay how can that be happening in our city in this day and age and it shocked me so I created friendships that I've still got now. Yeah. 
and I still hear every single day Brilliant. and still come in every single day. I don't talk about it. No. Because I believe entrepreneurial socialism should be about entrepreneurs who make that pound stretch further, but actually make sure that the excess money that they gain goes to help the most vulnerable. Now, I think that's the future. I think all businesses should do that. No, like... No, I, but I, I, I agree with you 100%. Not, not, not paying £8 odd an hour yeah. and, and some poor mum with two kids has to go and get the social to, get to, to make, make ends meet. Okay. Pay them £12.50 an hour. We're talking now about Labour Party are talking, fractionlessly talking about £15 an hour. Now, that may be a step too far, but I, I'm not saying it's wrong. No. And I'm not saying as a businessman we should throw that out of the, out of the garden because if, if, if the lowest rung gets £15 an hour, that means the economy gets the bump of that extra money which goes into circulation, which means that business like ours should get the benefit of that extra cash flow coming through mm -hmm. and therefore should make the profits, which should also be enough profits to then pay the extra wage. Yeah. So it's not a definite no. There are a lot of things that are politically driven based on think tanks that are wrong, not based on knowledge where you understand exactly what the problem is, what the nub of the problem is. And I don't think a conservative yeah. sitting there in his ivory tower in London will understand the nukes and crannies and issues of our city. Yeah. And the problem that we've got with our councillors is they've been oblivious and have been bent on to an agenda that wasn't about the people for a very long time. All about now, if it was, yeah. now, if it was about the people, all of those sites that have been gifted away for North or for very low money should have gone into a fund that helped the most vulnerable and we wouldn't be in this shit now. Yeah. I agree. And you know what, right, so we're thinking then, you know, I've been taught by the best of fucking Christ Street Savvy and, and I know uh, sincerity when I see you. Mm. And I can see, like when I'm looking into your eyes, 100% mm. how passionate you are mm. about these, these, these vulnerable people yeah. that you take care of. And it's, it's, that, it's a nice, and that's a good message. And I, I've never heard, you know, I had to kind of, I, I, you know, I'm quite observant in that area, but I, I had to listen to it and take a back to myself and think, you know what, it's, it's a powerful thing that you're doing, you know, for, for these... I'll I, I tell you what's powerful, um, is having people who are bent on destroying other people because they're doing good, without a pat on the back, by the way, without any money from anyone, and want to destroy you because they think you're going to be a political power against them. When actually, you said before, I, I, I looked at running for office. I never looked at running for office. Um, uh, I only heard these bam. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so I'll tell you what happened. Uh, the Echo, at the time, I got on really well with the Echo. And the Echo ran two stories over a couple of week period as Lawrence Kennett had a, as an outsider to run for me. Yeah. Um, and then I opened the homeless shelter and then all shit, you know, went loose. Although I didn't even realise. Now, I, I'm a scouser and, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm on the ball. I was on the ball here. I got on with Joe. I like Joe, Joe had helped me. I went to Joe with 30 James Street, a building that I've lost now. Mm -hmm. And I went to him and said, can you help me here with plan of mission? And he did help me with plan of mission. And he was an amazing man at, at that time. So I had no ax to grind with Joe. I was subservient to Joe. And then Joe behind my back with various councillors and deputy mayors then sought to destroy me. In my view, that's what I believe. Isn't it weird that now Joe's gone? and that political power has gone, that I'm now resurrecting again, and now I can start trading again, and I'm doing well again. Isn't that weird? These people went out of their way to destroy someone because he was doing good. <laughs> and their Labour Party, 
How can that be? And that's why the system screwed up. It's crazy. It is, it is, yeah. yeah. You know, when you say it like that, you know, you should embrace, you should go, well, London's Kenneth's got a skill set. He knows how to get a message out. He knows how to, I can, anything to do with online, PPC, content writing, websites, that's my gig. I understand that upside down. Oh, we need him. Let, let's bring him on board to um, maybe share this message that he can then cultivate and push out there to the four corners of the world to bring in investments. No, we don't want him anywhere near us. Let's push him to one side. The city ends up being run by, run by outsiders. Yeah. And I think, you might think this is mad, I think that a lot of people in, the, in the, those highest powers actually dislike Scousers. It's almost like they're frightened of Scousers. It's almost like they don't want to let Scousers in the door. And it's really weird that for me to say that because a lot of, the, a lot of those people in those positions are Scousers. So it's, it, it's an anomaly, that what I'm saying. But maybe, the, maybe the bulls. Or sandwich, <laughs> or, that's what I'm they're not the proper scousers, you know. But who knew, eh? That's your May. If you go again on this triangle and you look at the top echelon of the political and the business elite, yeah, they have looked after themselves for such a long time, and by doing so, have ostracised themselves away. People like me who come into the fray as a scouser with a different sort of way of speaking, with a different viewpoint. They ostracised me from day one. I don't have a single friendship in that world anymore. Yeah. I thought I did, I don't. I don't speak to a single person in that echelon. I don't speak to any politicians. Because I say quite openly, Joe didn't do this on his own. He'd done it with a support mechanism. They had all councillors that were voted into power. That support mechanism knew what they were doing knew how they were supporting them yeah but they're still there how can that be it's ours isn't it but how can it be they say the scouts are saying the great saying they're doing good stuff yeah you knew what was going on it's baffling how uh they're still there they, they can still be there if that's the case so they hate my guts i don't hate them by the way because I know the nature of the beast. Have you ever experienced, right, this is a question, right, have you ever experienced any violence or threats upon you yeah. in the past? So, um, have you had a gun pulled on you? Have you been pistol whipped <laughs> or have you been... <laughs> um, Why so, are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> because um, when COVID came, yeah. um, I got various texts of various people and various phone calls from that world yeah and uh, they asked me did i think various people were corrupt and i said at the time i don't care yeah nothing to do with me i'm trying to save my life trying to save my business and and as strong a person as i am i was on the floor i didn't want to be here the echo would run three stories a day on me by the way i hadn't killed anyone but 85 negative stories there's 39 developments out there that are all sitting there like skeletons on, on the skyline. So they fucking sold you down the river that by the shards with the echo, haven't they? And, um, 85. So you got a lot of people who are reading that, loads of Manx as well, fucking yeah. Arizona's that are going to be judging you. So... If they're all negative, you know, it's not... It's not oh, no, I, I, If there's nothing positive there... Has anyone, has anyone ever had a series kicking like 85 stories? Negative. Sometimes three in a day, three separate stories in one newspaper in one day. I've had, I'm not, you know, being on the receiver end of fucking, like... The, the odd like, one, the, maybe. Of, yeah, but being on the receiver end of, like, fucking news edits as well, you know what I mean, where yeah. I've had an interview, and you, yeah. 
you know, you talking about it takes you before. Yeah. I'm trying to explain that, like the they're metal, not you know, they're not yeah. getting it. No. And, and and you're being honest. Yeah, I'm yeah. being honest. I'm being yeah. really open. Yeah. And then once it's being aired live yeah. on fucking Channel Four, yeah. like you see a different picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've edited it really Longer, fucking yeah. cleverly yeah. to make me look like a fuck. And I thought you cheeky bastards. But imagine having that 85 times. You got to go and see it from a different angle every time. I can't. I'd fucking bear my cap out. So, so I didn't want to be here. Yeah. And you know what I mean by that. So that's suicidal kind yeah. of tendencies was, going I, on. I, yeah. I so. was like. This is I can't handle this. Well, this you feel like you're being tired. Yeah, I can I can imagine it. Me, turn my phone off. Yeah. Turn my emails off, and I created a void, and my investors come after me because of that void. And the more I didn't come out and say anything, but what could I say? I didn't know when I could open again. Who knew what was going on? You know, there wasn't a person on the street. I used to look from outside onto the street. There wasn't a person outside. We were closed. I had no money. You know, I didn't have. Um, I don't have bank accounts all over the world. None of that. You know, and and the proof of that is. The administrators that, that are in on the Shankly Hotel, you know, they verified that. I, I have not taken any money out of the business. All the money went into the bricks and mortar. So all those idiots that come online saying you stole money off the investors, it's in the bricks and mortar of the buildings. It's in the buildings. They invested in the buildings. I can't sell them. No one can. But the point being that when um, uh, I got these calls in yeah. and these, and these, these phone calls, um, I knew what was going on. You know, I understand the way the world works. And then I had three detectives come around one day, knocked on the door, I'm closed. They said, these chilling words, go and get your wife. You and your wife are both being threatened by people known to us who are very capable. You can't leave here. We're gonna put a 24 hour surveillance on the hotel, which it did do for six weeks. And then- That must've been a frightening, a frightening sound for you, like. It wasn't, it wasn't. I. I in my mind, I, I, I'm very was good. You, was you like, I'm not asked no more? In the state, yeah. And by the way, if I die tomorrow, I die tomorrow. I don't yeah. give a shit. I don't care. I, I've, I've done the right thing always. I, I believe that, you know, sincerely. But when, when my wife was mentioned, well, I, I saw that as just a threat because she had nothing to do with it. Yeah. It was me who was saying what these guys are doing. It was me who was calling them out. Okay, I wasn't going on the Echo, but the Echo wouldn't write a story about me anyway. And the Echo actually were totally for Joe. They, they were totally against me and totally for Joe. You know, the editor um, has now got a 170 grand a year job for the ACC. What does the editor of the Echo know about the ACC? He's an editor of a paper. How come he's got 170,000 pounds working for uh, an arena? What's that about? So when, when um, the police have been there for six weeks, I got a phone call um, and a couple of text messages to say, I hope you know we never want to hear you from various people. And um, within two days, the police came back and said, uh, it's gone. Now, I believe that was through the encrypted phones, but the encrypted phones went out then yeah. about the issue, about the encrypted phones. So I, um, two days later, police went away. July 4th, we opened up again. I didn't change my life one bit. I went to every single event. Obviously, if there was an issue, that's where it'd be tagged. Fair enough. And I never stood down. Yeah, yeah. But I also believed that if various people aren't in control anymore, then they can't give out the Demos, assets. Yeah. So therefore, the friendships that they have because of those assets would no longer support that person. So they've got no backup then, have they? Well, basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if I grew up with you yeah. and our mums knew each other and our aunties and our brothers and whatever, there's, there's an allegiance between us and, you yeah, know, yeah. we're back to back and that's yeah. the way it is. With 
people in power. These loyalties are, aren't fucking. There's no loyalty. Yeah, it's like fucking. The loyalty was only based on what you could get there and then. Yeah. Now I believe they've got an issue with those people in power. Yeah. Because they'll turn on them because that's the way that works, isn't it? It's a nasty doggy yeah. dog world we live in, isn't it? But it's nothing to do with me. All I want to do is pick myself up, look after my investors, make sure that they get all their money back, Yeah. make sure that I get the funding now to carry on with this business. I've got a very exciting business. I love my business. I love what I do. Um, and, and, and I don't want to walk away. Well, that's most good. people would yeah. have walked away. Well, that's, and that's, that's, uh, that shows what a man you can be, mm. you know. But well, most would have walked away, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. I would have gone. Yeah. Did he gone to that that panny that that villa I've got in Spain that I haven't got? <laughs> the villa that you haven't got. So anyway, do you know what? Right, I've enjoyed the, the conversation, Lawrence. Um, I always say this at the end of uh, every podcast. I've only ever forgot it once. Someone reminded me. Uh, is there any pearls of wisdom you'd tell someone or anything you'd, you'd, you'd mention or you'd say to a young Lawrence Kenray coming through the doors of life? I, th- I think the main one is believe in yourself. That um, uh, use that strength that you gain from not having anything, um, from maybe not having that family base that a lot of people enjoy. Use that as your energy. Align yourself to someone like me, yeah. someone who has fallen over, someone who has who understands the pitfalls, someone who understands how hard it is to come out to the streets in order to try and make it good. I know full well. As 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 a white male, that actually you are just as deprived as anyone else, and the support mechanisms that are there, and that's calling to anyone. By the way, anyone wants to get hold of me and talk to me and and ask me for my opinion, you know, I'm on Instagram. Come and speak to me. Come come and see me, mm. and, uh, and 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 listen to what I have to say, because every game you go into, there's a five-year learning curve, yeah, and you need a crutch to walk along with. And, and that needs to be someone who's walked that path before. Definitely, yeah. And I think that's someone like me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm. thanks. And with that, nice one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pleasure.